Today we celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King. It's the crowning feast of the year. Next week our whole calendar begins all over again with the first week of Advent. As if to say that the whole reason for every action of Christ on this earth, from His incarnation, the nativity, His life, His passion, His death, and resurrection and ascension was for this one end, that He might reign as our King. Everything this whole year has been pointing to this feast, the solemnity of Christ the King. That we ourselves might become the kingdom where He reigns in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, and most especially in our wills, in what we do. That's the great kingdom that Jesus Christ came to conquer. Every one of you. But in some way, every single one of us here is still unconquered territory. There are parts of us that have yet to submit to the reign of Christ within us and in our lives. And this is normal. As long as we live on this earth, we as fallen human beings will always be tempted to rebellion, to take control of our own life and declare our independence against God. This was the original temptation in the Garden of Eden. The devil gave us a false image of God, that he is a tyrant. He knows well that when you eat from the tree, you will become gods, knowing right from wrong yourselves. You will become your own God, your own master. We believe the lie, we rebelled, and that is now a part of our fallen nature. And that is why Jesus Christ used one principal weapon in order to conquer us back to himself. His love. Because only love has the power to captivate the human will, to conquer that terrain. In the Song of Songs, really beautiful, one of the most beautiful poems about the love between God and man, says, the woman in it says, His army against me is love. His army against me is love. Because only love has the power to possess the will of another. While all other, me other means of exterior force can possess someone from the outside in. Love alone can captivate us from the inside out. Love alone moves us into voluntary surrender into the hands of the other. When I think about the kingship of Christ, I often, in my elevated intellectual levels, I usually go back to the office, the, the show. One point, Michael is asked on that, is it better to be loved or to be feared? And Michael responds, easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. <laughs> I think that's what Jesus' whole goal was. You know, everything that he did was to inspire us 
to a fealty of love, not just fear, a free surrender of myself to Him. He could compel us as God, He chooses not to. He chooses seduction to leave us free. You know, any tyrant can take a body, but only a lover can take a heart. Only a lover can take a soul. And that's why Jesus Christ did everything that He did. So that He could conquer our hearts. And so that we might freely submit to His kingdom. He did not come against us like a normal king with weapons of war to force us into submission. But rather, He turned the weapons of destruction onto Himself. All the instruments of His passion, the beatings, the whippings, the scourging, the crowning with thorns, the nails and the wood, all of those were so many weapons of war that rather than putting on others, He took upon Himself so that He might seduce us into a surrender. The devil tempted us into rebellion against God because He convinced us that God is a tyrant. Jesus Christ goes to the cross as God in the flesh to convince us that He is our love and that He would never ask us of anything that wasn't for the best of us. That is why the only throne befitting a king of love could be a bloody cross. A king who conquers not by fear, but by the power of his love. Has Jesus Christ the King conquered you? What parts of your land are still in rebellion against his reign? One question, I think, from the Gospel today can help you determine that answer. Are you living in the truth? Jesus said to Pilate, You say that I'm a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice he immediately connects his kingdom with truth. And what was Pilate's response? What is truth? Pilate was the first relativist. We can't know truth. Everybody has their own truth. Truth is relative to time, to place, to culture, to religion. That is why Christ could never be Pilate's king. That is why Pilate ended up having Christ crucified. Because for no other reason, not because there is any fault in him, but because the crowds demanded it. When we are not rooted in truth, we will be swayed by popular opinion by the majority vote. Every kingdom has a coat of arms, a sign 
that of who rules that area. Well, the flag that Christ plants in every loyal heart that is subject to his reign is the flag of truth. That's how you know if Christ is your king, if you're living in the truth. So we can ask ourselves, what are the places in my life that are still in rebellion against Christ's sovereignty? Where are the places that we say, I believe in Jesus Christ, but, or I am in a Catholic, except, I don't believe this or that, or I'm not 100% in this area. That reveals the unconquered territories within our own minds and hearts and wills. Jesus said, I came to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Do you belong to the popular opinions of this world or to the truths of Jesus Christ? Relationships, premarital relationships outside of marriage, cohabitation, contraceptives are popular opinions of our world. The idea that every religion is the same, that it doesn't matter if you're Protestant or Catholic or Hindu or Jew, that everybody goes to heaven in the end, that there is no judgment, that there is no possibility of hell, are popular opinions of our times. These are not the truths that Jesus Christ testified to. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. We got to ask ourselves, are we listening to the voice of Christ by reading the scriptures, by studying the faith that we possess, by knowing what we believe? Or are we spending our time listening to the popular opinions of our times? in which we will just be dragged away with it. The popular opinions of the world, most of which are crying out, the same as they did on that Gospel day that we just read, when Jesus Christ was presented to them, crucify Him. We have no king but Caesar. In other words, we have no king but our government. And whatever they tell us is right or wrong at any given time. Is Jesus Christ my King, my ruler, my absolute sovereign? Or am I still an autonomous, self-governing nation unto myself? That is the question. Has Christ the King conquered you? That's the only question at the end of the year. Because that's going to be the question at the end of our lives. Did we let ourselves be conquered by the love of Christ? The psalm proclaimed, the Lord is King. 
He is robed in majesty. But every time Christ the King comes to us upon this altar, He bears no majesty, no decor, no splendor. Rather, He robes Himself only with the regalia of the features of bread and wine. So that rather than approach Him in fear, we might come to the conviction that the only way that Christ wants to rule over us is by the power of His love to seduce us into submission by the power of His love. For in the end, Jesus Christ is the King of love. And that is the highest truth He came to testify to. May we all belong to it.